Hello everybody, welcome to More Sheep Than People, a podcast about talking to people about them really and there'll be a few facts in between. I am Lucy and I will be your spiritual guide, handholder and conductor on this adventure. I hope you enjoy. Right, are, we, are we all recording? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, well, I'm just going to start then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to More Sheep Than People. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, basically, um, I'm not sure what this podcast is, is, I'm just doing it for the crack and as an excuse to talk to my friends and record it so we can all look back when we're 90 years old and listen to a conversation we had when we were young and dumb wait do you think we're friends oh no i knew this was going to happen i knew this was going to happen um right so i'm going to start by asking you to tell me what's your name and where where you're from and you two can decide who goes first can i speak to a lawyer first <laughs> <laughs> you bloody who but 50p you today <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> go on um uh heather do you want to go first I'm well. You gave away my name. This is no point. <laughs> Hannah's just well. Hannah's stealing all of my limelight. So I'll take my cue to leave. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> my name is Heather, and I live in Armadale. There are nine Armadales have, in the world, but I live in the best one. Please, sorry, Hi, Heather. Sorry, I interrupted. Rose, um, just restart all all the way to the beginning. <laughs> and full name. The wind is out of sails now. (laughs) Heather Rose Richardson. I'm uh, five foot one. My favourite colour is purple. My eyes are blue. This is not Um, your bumble. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you sound really sad as well? Because I was on a roll. I was telling you about all the Armadales in the world. Please tell us re again about the Armadales. I'm so sorry. So I live in Armadale, and there are nine Armadales in the world. However, I live in the best one. Where are the other Armadales? Well, there's one in Australia. I know that because my cousin lived there, but that's all I've got. That's all I've got. I know, it's quite spooky. (laughs) Cool story, bro. Tell it again. I'm. uh, Listen, if this was just. (laughs) <laughs> an excuse to bully me. <laughs> Literally, I'm the the worst person to have a podcast because I interrupt everybody ever to exist, and I just insult them so they feel like they don't want to speak. See, There's I no think that there. you've achieved I it. I think that the Armadale in Australia might be nicer than the Armadale in Scotland. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. Armadale in Scotland. We've got an ASDA. Oh, ho, honey. <laughs> <laughs> what, Australia got dead got... spiders? Yeah. <laughs> We've got an ASDA and junkies. Yeah, well done. <laughs> oh, what did you... Oh, I'll, I'll save that for later. Right. You've got I'm an ASDA and racism. Ah! Right. Um, the other one, do you want to say? Am I the other one? 
What's your name? Where are you from? Um, I'm Hannah. Um, if you're no, no, no. Full name. name. Full name. Full name. Full name. Take it full back. Name. Take it back. We need ah! full name. <laughs> um, my name is um, none of your fucking business. <laughs> um, my name is Hannah Kathleen McGregor. Kathleen's my granny. It's her birthday today. Happy oh, birthday, happy Kathleen. Kathleen. If you're listening. I'm sure she is. Uh, and I'm from Glasgow. Although I don't sound like it, so, you know. Amazing. Um, thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can tell this is the first episode. Lucy doesn't know quite what she's doing. Um, so I'm going to kick today's episode, I think that's the name, off with a random fact. Amazing. Okay. You just say, is it called an episode? Um, <laughs> no, it's just a conversation. It's just it's just become very formal, hasn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. So today, one of their full names. Is. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even deal. I feel really sorry for me going back editing all out all my screams, and my ears are just gonna bleed. Um. Right. So today's random fact is: there are more sheep than people in Wales, Scotland and New Zealand and other places in the world. I'm sorry, I'm not including yet, <laughs> but I just thought we'd do places. Well, you two are from Scotland, so that's nice to know, isn't it? And How many sheep I found is this that? lovely A lot. Well, I didn't write that bit down. But like if you had to if you had to guess, that. how many sheep are there? Well, how many people are in Scotland? At least three, because like mm. we will be you at some point. Yeah, <laughs> at least three. So I'd guess there's like seven sheep. Oh, that's a bit. That's a bit bold. That's a bit. No, they gotta be big sheep. Mm. You know, maybe it's just one big sheep, and it's just <laughs> bigger than everyone in Scotland. There's like a thousand <laughs> little sheep inside of it. <laughs> just, just, just trying to get out. It's a million sheep in a big sheep costume. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what the website said. But, right, the best bit of this website, they had a graph where it listed, like, how many sheeps per people, and it was sheeps per peeps written down. Would it not be sheep per peep if you're going for the correct? Oh. No, it was sheeps per peeps. Right, Hannah McGregor studies English at um, Edinburgh University. I can't so spell literature because <laughs> um, over yeah, she got, she she tweeted this morning about um, her li- English literature degree, no. and then spelt literature wrong. No, because I, I tweeted, I, I quote, if you will, I I twittled, I, um, I quote saying, um, like the worst part about studying English literature is all of the litter. Hashtag save the planet. Because I thought I was funny and I was about to go viral. None of that happened. What, and <laughs> what litter were you on about? Like, the litter in literature. But... I thought you were saying because, like, your lecturers hand you loads of paper <laughs> or something. That's genuinely what I thought you were on about. Is that not... No, because it's, right, it's, okay. li- it's litter atcher. And then Richard replied saying, what's what's ultra? And I was like, that's not, how you, that's not the second part of literature. Then I reread it and I had spelt it L-I-T-E-R-A-U-T-R-E, which is just not the way that you spell literature. <laughs> <laughs> which you should know, surely. I know. I'm studying words been, and I cannot spell. Think. There's been many a times where you've corrected my 
No, I wouldn't say grammar. I'd say I say words that I think I know the meaning of, but then turns out I don't. So I use them in the wrong context. There's that milk advert though, named after where you live, Heather. Where it, what would happen in the world if cats got thumbs? No, it's, it's Cravendale. It's not Cravendale. <laughs> this is a Dale. Heather lives in Cravendale, and her neighbours are cows. We can't leave the milk. house because the cats are too powerful. Our mayor is a cat with opposable thumbs. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a dictatorship to be honest. Like Why do you think I moved Why do you, like as soon as I could? I gotta get out of Cravendale. I've got a GoFundMe got actually. Go We're trying to take down of Cravendale. Um, We're trying to take down Mr. Whiskers because <laughs> On Felix, he's got Felix the cat power. Is, is, um... <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night and there's like a th- an army, a gaggle of cats outside your door, just kind of like with like ominous tongues with out. Thumbs. Like, oh. Well, they, no, they, they're there they for my milk. Outside of your house, they'd be inside your house because they've got thumbs. Exactly, they just open the door. They let themselves in. <laughs> yeah, they have thumbs. They're not burglars. Well. <laughs> if a cat had a thumb, <laughs> they have a capacity for evil, but I hope they don't all use it. If I well, have you seen mm, cats? If I had thumbs, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> they'd be against the see law. If, see if naked cat Idris Elba was outside my house, <laughs> or Judy, Judy Dench with not no fur on her hands. Maybe maybe the cats are like from Cats, where they're like half human no because obviously in Cravendale where you live the cats and the humans have breeded or bred have brood <laughs> so some of the cats don't only have thumbs they have four fingers as well they've got sorry eight fingers <laughs> and they also have crippling and anxiety crippling anxiety so they don't leave the house so you're safe it's fine <laughs> Wait, Heather, is that why you see when you did that Instagram poll, which was like, am I more of a cat or a dog person? <laughs> yeah, I needed that validation why... <laughs> that I'm not going to end up like my neighbours who uh, who interbred with the uh, Was that a form of activism? As soon as they as soon as they moved in, nah, we don't support it in in this in this area. It's not um, natural. It's not. It's not. I think you know, very traditional. Marriage should be between two cats. <laughs> Or two people, <laughs> not not, <a> cat <laughs> not interchangeable. I mean, if you start allowing cat marriages, like I mean, what's dogs, next? Are the streets the gonna streets. marry? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> maybe this whole thing. Sorry, I didn't sign up is, to speak about that. <laughs> maybe this whole thing is just Mm-mm. a metaphor for homophobia. <laughs> yeah. Well, why am I homophobic? I was just talking about cat rights. <laughs> to be know. honest. <laughs> <laughs> but if right, if gay people had thumbs, the world would <laughs> we would tumble. be too powerful. <laughs> it's it's like you know you the hand gestures like is he you know thumbless? <laughs> the world would fall if gay people had thumbs. The world would fall. Can you exactly. imagine how much more rapid texting the gays could do if they have thumbs? Like I, yeah, I that's why I, it's up. like the the message replies like I give you they're so delayed because I don't have thumbs. <laughs> 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 were you, were you born powerful. without a thumb or one day did you just decide to um, um no, rid your thumb th- that's a common misconception in that it's it's a choice um but actually you get to about um 
you get to about 12 13 and you watch um you watch batman forever with uma thurman as poison ivy and then your thumbs <laughs> fall off um no. you watch rota el dorado and you see chell and you're like you know what that's it it's over have you, you seen it, it can also happen in kim possible as well when you see um <laughs> kim and what was her name shira the green one i think or um, Shira. Perry, Kevin the Green. No, Perry, no Dr. Doofenshmirtz's hold. daughter. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vanessa. Her and Candace do the duet of uh, Busted, and then the thumbs, they just drop. The but, thumbs fell. You, know, you try. That's why we all wear gloves, because we don't want to let on um, oh, right. that we have no thumbs. Let's talk about how we know, know each other, how we met, <laughs> and first impressions. Let's do that. <laughs> um, we all we all met each other on the same day at the same time, That's, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, we all we walked into a room where ev- everyone knew each other apart from us. So. Yes. By default, we had to form happened. a little <laughs> alliance, like yes. yeah, cult, <laughs> a little cult. Um, we met in Edinburgh, well, specifically Musselburgh, Musselburgh. at Queen Margaret's University, which Big up. where Heather now studies um, thumb chopping off. Yeah, is mm-hmm. a degree. It's the it's a gay and agenda. This is the. <laughs> <laughs> um, we met at the audition, well, the recall for, or the callback, or whatever people like to call it, because many different words, um, for, is there? I don't know why I just tongue-popped, I haven't tongue-popped in like two years, right, um, this is just Stage bringing out the worst in me, honestly, um, the callback for Bonnie and Clyde, the musical, that went on the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019. Correct? That is correct. Correct. We met there. We like... I don't don't know. I can't remember my first impressions of you. I just remember like sitting down and you were just next to me. Yeah. My first impression of Heather was, wait, she's not going for young Bonnie? Oh my god, please explain this because this is a running joke. No, what if she finds it and listens to it and c- comes and kills me because she knows I live in Armadale? She's not going to listen. She's, She's not going to hear it because she won't know it's her. She won't remember. I. Listen. There was, there was this lady who was at the <laughs> callbacks also, and um, we'd all been given parts to read for depending on the part we were being considered for, obviously. And we were sat all running lines, la da da and she she turns to me and uh and she's like, Oh what 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 parts did you get asked to read for? And I was like, uh, uh Blanche and Bonnie and she looks at me. She looks me up and down. She sees this twelve year old girl in front of her and she says With no Wait, phones. you're not you're not going for a young Bonnie? And I go, Oh, uh no and she was like okay and then she proceeds to uh not like me for the rest of the callback and um later on there was this thing where i was talking about carmex 
Um, sorry, Carmex, if you're listening. But uh, I was like, oh, my friend told me that they put some stuff in Carmex to dry out your lips quicker, so you use it more and buy more, blah, blah, blah. And then she turns to me, and this this were her final words to me, actually. Am I allowed to swear on this, by the way? And then she died. Yes. Yeah, this is the last thing she said to me before I didn't see her anymore. She goes, Well, that's a fucking lie, isn't it? And she gets on the train and leaves. Imagine someone you've never met before in your life, like coming for you that hard. Like, I don't understand. Like, she also like tried to be really pally with me. Yeah. Like because because it realized that it realized I realized I call myself eight great. Because I realized at the end she asked me my age and I was like, Oh I'm eighteen and she went, Oh, I thought you were older and then like she must left. have this age so she's clearly ageist. Yeah. Like she's clearly ageist. And when she thought you were thirteen and recalled for the same part as her, she was like oh, yeah, was, but, was she recalled for Bonnie? Well, yeah, and she she was like sure that she, she was, was gonna get it because I was sat next to her when people were up and like singing in front of us all, and we were all like listening. And, uh, and oh yeah, ev- every time someone would finish the song, she would just she'd just turn and be like, "They're all they're all breathing wrong. Like, look at their shoulders. Like, yes! look at them. They're all breathing yes! so wrong. They need to breathe from their stomach." Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Okay." uh... That's, that, that's I, nice. I totally remember that. She was like, "Yeah, they're, to- they're all. None of them are breathing from their diaphragm." And I was yeah. like, babe, like, have a day off. What are you doing? <laughs> like, hun. Just, like, the, the audacity. It's like, go into an audition, I... like, and be like, oh, by the way, like, your stomach is not moving. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. so can you not breathe shame me like, right now? It's so small, you can't see my stomach smoothing smoothing because I'm so skinny. <laughs> um, I'd say that. Because <laughs> uh, like that's what we, that's what makes people not want to like cast you, especially like because like you know when you're on a pro team, you look at how the cast interacts with each other, and if you see someone yeah. who's just being a fucking arsehole, you're gonna be like, well, maybe I don't want them in. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's go, Hannah. What were your first impressions Ooh. of people, or do you remember them? Um. I yeah, I remember you because especially because I'm in Heather's second of the day from that callback and we had that's the yes. first time we had met and I'm just lying down on the ground like face down and I'm like okay that's because I didn't think I would I didn't yeah. think I would get like in the show so I was like oh well it was a kind of nice experience like may as well take a second of the day these people that are not going to be in my life ever again <laughs> but yet yeah. a year later here we are oops daisy here we <laughs> sorry here we are where you you creeped on us and took a video of us without our consent I, did. I know when I was I like watching watching back your second of the day that you posted last year yeah. I was like wait 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 wait, wait. I swear on, that's second. my voice <laughs> what's happening here oops and um, my first impressions of yous were um I'm trying to think uh I remember <laughs> I remember um thinking Lucy I thought you were definitely I definitely thought you were older than me and you technically are but only by a few months um <laughs> Well, so did somebody else, it seems. <laughs> and I got, I got the vibe that you were like a professional. Like you seemed like you like <laughs> had your shit together. Sorry. Like you knew your audition etiquette and stuff. And I hadn't auditioned for something in a while. So I walked in and then like, you're also very good. So I was like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna hate this person. <laughs> My etiquette? Yeah, like as mean? in like, 
I don't know because I didn't really know anybody else there like you seemed like really friendly but also like professional like you seemed like really kind of welcoming to people but I did also didn't know if you'd worked with the company before so I didn't know if you were just like oh, right. their outreach That's person. That's just me being very I don't know carry on. <laughs> um, so it was, no it was really nice. Um, Heather oh, my first good. impression of you was um, I thought you were maybe like a year or so younger than me and that's correct. So Well done. I know but then also I talked to you and you're like super like put together as well and I was like oh for fuck's sake. Because yeah. like I was asked to read for Blanche and I walked in and I for some reason my mind like didn't want to work and I didn't know the, the lines. I just didn't. Like they given this like a week before and I didn't know the lines. Um, but like you guys just seemed like really kind of like you knew what you were doing but like you're also I think maybe it's just because there was like maybe I don't know five or six of us who hadn't auditioned for the company before that were mm. the callbacks and it was really nerve-wracking but like you two were just yeah. like nice and I was like oh okay they're not they're not our souls <laughs> right we're just gonna go into this tea um so Hannah was cast as I was gonna say Beryl Emma, Emma. <laughs> Beryl. <laughs> Beryl's <laughs> Emma's mum. That's Bonnie's grandma. <laughs> Emma is Bonnie's mum. Hannah was cast as Emma, Bonnie's mum. By the way, Bonnie and Cl- it was Bonnie and Clyde the musical, and Bonnie and Clyde are the main characters. And Blanche <laughs> is Blanche is the best Clyde's character. Brother's wife, who is the best character in the whole thing, and she Miss is. Heather Richardson was Blanche. Also, it was double cast, okay? <laughs> um, so she wasn't that good because it was double cast, you know Both Heather and Amber gave such good Blanches. I was like... Yeah. Truth. Like, oh, yeah. And, right, um, Amber, Amber was Blanche and Ailish was the other Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Just getting that out there. So, but then complications arose. I was called off to London to do a play. Um, oh yes, darling, <laughs> the gods of theatre. <laughs> because I'm an actress, and um, I spoke to the Mary at Thistlethorn, and I was like, Mary. "Hi, the director like, for context." <clears throat> the director I spoke to Mary and I was like oh because it was double cast I was like is there any way we can switch the dates around so I can leave like was it like three days before it finished or something Mm -hmm. three days before it finished and English could do the others and originally they said no and I was like fine I'll just cancel the other thing in London and then they were like wait don't do that no I was like (laughs) oh my god yay and they were like we've sorted it out so I said oh is Ailish agreed to do it because they said they were going to speak to Ailish and they said no Hannah, Hannah McGregor's going to do it and we'd been speaking when you knew this was going to happen and I didn't know so I must have seen like the massive like a massive bitch like <laughs> speaking to you and I hadn't mentioned that you were also going to be body and I wasn't like oh well done because I didn't know they didn't tell no, me straight I away didn't know, like, I didn't know if you knew or I didn't know like why you couldn't do it and then they were like oh, oh so you didn't in London. maybe I was so then replaced. I messaged you <laughs> yeah I messaged you being like oh like congrats on this thing in London like what is it because I was trying to kind of see what the kind of vibe was oh, and then by I me knew. saying that I knew that you were going to London that was then me being like 
I've been told this because yeah. I'm then going to pretend to be you because I wasn't being the character I was just being Lucy Hilton so. <laughs> yeah right yeah that was the thing we we originally Thiss and Thorn started doing Bonnie and Clyde but then about two months in it became Lucy Hilton the musical yes because everybody Far better fell show. in love with me yeah. yeah and just decided that that was a more artistic way to go and that it would be better advertised towards French, basically. Um, yeah. So Hannah stepped in for, I think it was only two shows, three shows, two shows, one show. Two shows. No shows. Two shows. <laughs> Hannah stepped in for two shows. Then, running down the line, this is like about two weeks, a week before the... It's at the, the Sits Probe. <laughs> it's at the Sits Probe, which is the band call for others. And... Um, something happened we won't go into that because it was perfectly fine and nothing like majorly dramatic happened but Ailish couldn't play Bonnie anymore yeah not through any fault Thank of her God. own it was just like no fault of her own at all um so couldn't have been prevented anyway Hannah and I was going to London before the run had finished so if this had happened like and we didn't have hannah we would have been short of a bonnie for the last three shows no last five shows last six i don't know we we split them in half didn't we in the end i think you yeah i yeah because you did the first two shows i did the third show because you did seventh eighth i did ninth because the ninth is my birthday and that was opening night for me Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heather was like our right. manager. <laughs> Heather knows all, and Heather's being very polite and quiet while I terribly butcher this story <laughs> and get everything wrong. So the, the anyway, reason that, that we know each other tea. so well is because we went through collective trauma. Of being like, <laughs> yeah. what's happening? <laughs> Bas- yeah, and basically, Bonnie is a very, very difficult role that I cannot sing to this day. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> literally gone. But, um, yeah, it was very difficult. And I'm so glad that Hannah did take over because she was brilliant and she should have been cast as Bonnie in the bloody first place. Exactly. And mm. did you just say, hmm, Heather? No, I said exactly. Hannah said, hmm. Oh, I'm I- not that horrible. <laughs> oh, I thought you said, I said, hmm. Listen, I'm allowed to hate on myself. If either you'll hate on your on yeah. me, you're getting punished. <laughs> That's very nice of you. Amazing. We've gone into a massive Bonnie and Clyde segue. I, I, know, I, I know. knew that was gonna happen. Well, um, when we were on but, Right, let's let's go. get rid of everything else. Let's just talk about Bonnie and Clyde because that's <laughs> basically no. what our world No. Why? Do you not want to talk about it? Well, no, I was going to say that when we were on Zoom to, like, all of your friends for your birthday, and when you were introducing everyone, you are like, this is Heather and this is Hannah, and I met them through Bonnie and Clyde, I felt everyone go, <sighs> and then someone actually said, that's all you talk about, it's just Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde, and this is, this is it. that? I don't remember, there was, like, 25 people on the call. There was a lot of people. I pro- yeah. I think- the reason why I talk about it so much is because it's it was traumatic for me, <laughs> and I'm still recovering. Everyone did hate it. It was the best time of my life. This. It was a oh, formative no. experience. Right. That fringe was a really like fun. Like, yeah. Like I, I look back and I'm like, I wish I could do it again. You me know? too. Although like at the time we were really fucking stressed out. Yeah. Because you know theater. Yeah. Like I thought like I had a really good time. Like 
I tell you who said that. It was somebody off the course. The course when I went to London when I left Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> yeah. and I just left Edinburgh. Right, basically everybody. <laughs> I had a breakdown, and I started crying. <laughs> and also, I left it to the morning of to, to pack crying. up my entire flat because that is the type of person I am. And Heather stayed over, who was the opposite of that person, and was like, maybe maybe we should pack. And I was like, no. Oh, my, my children. And then we stayed up until 3 a.m. giggling. We like, stayed, children we stayed at a sleepover. Four. And then like, I, I wake up in the morning, you know, just ready for the day, and all I hear is... And also an assortment of, like like sounds because she's packing all of her stuff away and so I was like firstly I was quite tired so I was like maybe I can just pretend I'm still asleep so I can go back to and sleep then, and then the, the, the sobbing go <laughs> <laughs> then she then she got closer to me with her cries because she wanted me to wake up and, and comfort her um, I did not and so I got up she's got like a like, loudspeaker okay. like oh. <laughs> yeah megaphone <laughs> like, yeah I just remember you and my dad being because my dad came to pick up all my stuff you and my dad being there and you and my dad saying Lucy it'd be so much easier if you just folded everything <laughs> and I was like no and you grabbed like leggings or something you crumpled them up and put them in a suitcase and you were like that's folded they're folded in some way aren't they they're folded and I was, <laughs> I was like yeah folded into a ball <laughs> a crumpled ball so right this is onto why people think I talk about it so much so I had a breakdown I was crying at the station um, the poor ticket woman at the barrier let you two through <laughs> with me to get on the train because she saw how upset I was. There are pictures of this. Um, if anybody wants to see them, because let's face it, the only people who are listening to this are the people who I know. I will send you the pictures of me <laughs> crying my eyes out. Um, so then I got to London and I had to make friends and the only thing I could talk about was... I've just, I've just, I've just been, I've just done Bonnie and Clyde and, and all I did was fringe. Like, like, literally, that's all I could, all I could I've talk. done Bonnie and Clyde in the fringe. <laughs> literally, that's all I could talk about because I was like, I, was like I, I, I really, I really miss it. Like, I was sitting in my room crying like it was that sad. Like, I made some friends in Edinburgh. I made some friends in Edinburgh. Like, I wasn't only leaving Bonnie and Clyde, I was leaving Edinburgh as well, which I'd lived there for the past year, and I was just, like, having a breakdown. So that's the person who said... <sighs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> to be fair... We've talked... <laughs> it's totally fucking fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I talk about is the fringe, because I think it's because I'm going to miss it so much this year, because we're all in um, quarantine. Like, I just... I miss it, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah. So like, I keep on being like, I keep on getting my Snapchat memories being like, oh, you wrote to get, today we were, oh, I don't know, rehearsing. And I'm like, because there's so many things we're supposed to do this fringe. And I'm like, oh, bastard. Yeah. What were you, you guys, tell, tell what you guys were go- meant to do this fringe. Oh, me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was uh, thus far in the fringe, only signed up to do Into the Woods. With the same company we did um, Bonnie and Clyde with, the Thorn, I was going to be playing the stepmother, um, which is good because I'm usually a bitch, so it's fine. Um, I was really Typecast. excited for it because I love it. Into- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yes. Um, the biggest, the biggest like pivot in my like theatre career is when I went from playing like a Jordan in a stage version of Great Gatsby, and if you know Great Gatsby, like Jordan's She's- like a bit. 
she's yeah. a bit of a bitch but I love her um, yeah. and then the next year I played Maria in Sound of Music who's supposed to be a fucking sweetheart and I remember one of my friends came up to me at the end of the last performance of Sound of Music and was like I think you're a good actor and I was like thank you <laughs> like that's that's really unexpected and she was like because you played someone who was so sweet like I just you know I just know that's just not who you are and I was like oh god <laughs> that's so true well Yes, I was just supposed to be doing um, Into the Woods. I was going to be doing Flyering, maybe auditioning for some more stuff as well. But... Mm. Well, and well, you... I was also supposed yeah. to be in Into the Woods with the same company, and I was playing Little Red Riding Hood, which Ooh. was a dream role. And um. then I was also supposed to be in a production of Little Shop of Horrors with a fabulous company called A-Team Productions, and I was going to be playing... Ronette, which was another one of my dream roles. This is this is the pattern of heartbreak here. Um, and I was meant to be in another show with A Team, um, which was an assortment of rock musicals uh, songs, and so I was in quite a few songs with them as well. So, but it doesn't you matter. Have had a very busy fridge. It would have. Um, I think it probably would have been enough to to kill me, but. It would have been fun. Would you fly it as well? I, I would have had to, yeah, to get that dollar. Yeah. But Me and I had the best time yeah. flying at the fringe. Like there's, I yeah. don't know, flying at the fringe is so fun because you'll literally be standing there and these people will not give a single shit about your existence. <laughs> to the point where like I saw like people have different yeah. tactics for handing out flyers. Like because mm-hmm. you get to know the other flyers that work on the stretch. Because I you worked, learn the I lingo. With Live Nation, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I worked with Live Nation, who's like a they represent like comedy acts. So like we were flying for like. Kerry Pritchard McLean, um, like people like that, um, and Rachel Fairburn, and it was really good. Um, but like, you'd be standing on the Royal Mile, and you'd be like literally beside all these other people that were also flyering for their specific acts, and it's the person that does yeah. the most fucking outrageous thing that people take flyers from. Yes. And I remember this yeah. one guy being like. Um, Please, I've got a dying. I've got, I've got paper allergy. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Like yeah. crawling on the ground until someone took a flyer, and I was like, "Listen, you're an arsehole but I respect grind. <laughs> I respect you know? because you just want to get rid of them. Like yeah. I remember, our production company was also like, "Oh, you need to flyer for um, your show because that's what happens at the fringe. Anybody, no matter how famous you are, they will be out flyering." Oh yeah, for the mm-hmm. Edinburgh Fringe because that's how you get tickets. People don't, people barely like book ahead. Like people walk and then find flyers. I remember one time I was handing out these flyers and then suddenly like I don't know there were builders opposite me or something. And he went, "Do you want some help?" I said, "Yeah." So we took half the bundle of flyers and went and bloody flyered for me with these builder <laughs> friends. I was, that's I was amazing. buzzed. I was. I thought, oh, does he like? Is he being a bit funny here? And then he went, "Have a nice day." I was like, "Oh, that's, that's so, so nice. sweet. Oh, that's so nice." I was like, "Oh, I get to go home now. Thank you very much." Uh, <laughs> my favorite tactic was being like because I was doing comedy acts so I'd be like fancy a bit of comedy this evening ladies and gents like my, my, my line that's was a, that's oh, stand up tonight folks because no, I um, oh my gosh I have like the I know the exact way that Hannah would say this because I would be standing near her and I like <laughs> the, it haunts me because I know the exact like 
tone of her voice, the exact way that she would say it, the way her accent worked with it. I, I know it. I've oh, memorized God. it because I would hear it so much. I would be I would be at the opposite end of Edinburgh and then I would hear it in the distance. It would be coming comedy, for me. Ladies and gentlemen. Can I introduce you to Cynthia Comedy? Can I introduce you in a stand-up show tonight? That's that's exactly it. I'd like <laughs> Yeah, we all get it. Yeah, I had one one woman came up to me with a flyer that I was like when I was working I was like sorry I'm like flyering myself and she was like no 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 like it's for people that are flyering people that are working in the fringe yeah, it's yeah. like a, a mindfulness like a, a joint meditation like event or something that was free to anyone working in the fringe because she was like what? I understand that like the fringe can be a really stressful time especially for someone in your position like flyering and stuff it can be a lot of rejection a lot of negativity so we just want to kind of lift everyone's spirits we've got one in the middle of the fringe one at the end of the fringe you're free to come along if you want and I was like <laughs> hug me that is so I nice. remember that I remember um someone came up and handing me something like that and then it, it also so had like cute. your rights as a flyer like what you can demand from your employer oh my god and things like that and it, it was it was really good but also it was like um there's like a I don't know where it is but it's basically like a rule that if you're a flyer in the fringe the person you're flyering for if you're being paid for it the minimum rate is 10 pound an hour I was getting paid nine pound an hour. <laughs> oh, and I was, I was, I was with a company, so I was like, oh. Did you bring that up with them that you were only getting nine pound an hour? Um, I was going to, and then I was like, oh, yeah. I because then yeah. I got paid, and I got paid. I'm got, I got overpaid, so you know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Live Nation are going to be calling you after this gets published. (laughs) I I worked on the silent discos, as you know, and (laughs) one of my jobs on the silent disco, if everything is going all right and we're not crossing a road and nobody's dying on the actual tour, I have to be flying the disco to people around. So like basically basically what you guys were doing, but like on the go. And I remember this one woman followed me like like quite a while and I thought oh she's just joined along that's like that's fine whatever then she tapped me on the shoulder and she like ripped my headphones off me and she was like did you think I didn't want to fly her <laughs> and I was like what oh my god I was like, what <laughs> and she went just because I look old doesn't mean I don't want to have fun <laughs> And she went, you, and she went, I just want to let you know how, how that made me feel, that you gave everybody else around me a flyer and not me. And I said, like, honestly, like, in the moment as well, I've got to keep up with the, got to keep up with the tour, and I've got to keep an eye on the people on it. And I was like, in the moment, I wish I really, like, said something like, I did not do that, like, get a, get a hold of yourself, because yeah. you've just made me feel as bad as you're feeling right now. Yeah. Like I just went. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, do you want to walk slower? Like, I'll give you the whole pie. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, 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 do like, you want me to wash my like, feet? <laughs> like, literally. And she was like, "You didn't give me a flyer on purpose." I'd never like. Look, you, you know, like if you like fly as someone, you don't like remember what they look like, but you'd recognize them. Like, I did not recognize this woman at all. I've never seen her before in my life. Mm. Like, and I was like, I'm. I was like, really, honestly, I didn't mean to do that. No, I didn't mean to, to avoid be to be a good flyer you. though. You do need to be very, very judgmental on the surface of oh, people absolutely. and stereotypical. Yeah. Like I had, a, yeah. One of the the shows I was flyering for was a like it was like a Dungeons and Dragons esque like interactive free comedy. I enjoyed that. I it saw was that. it was quite all right. But like if I saw someone with like a Game of Thrones T shirt, I would be bowing at their feet, throwing mm-hmm. flyers at yeah. them. Yeah. But if I saw someone with like 
you know like someone older or like someone with like y- like quite young kids and stuff i would be like oh i'm not gonna fly with you because yeah. you're not gonna enjoy this exactly kind of yeah you, you know you people that are gonna you shouldn't be discriminate more... yeah i wasn't discriminating shouldn't... you just need to kind of be aware yeah. of yeah you the tailor that are gonna be interested yeah like yeah. i would honestly... sell more to one person than another mm-hmm. exactly what are we gonna do like what's gonna happen with corona because like obviously i'm really worried because like... that's my main income like see for the year like i do like I'll work like basically like a full day and then I'll go do a show at night like that's how it worked last fringe and that was kind of how it was going to end up working with this fringe like yeah. I'll work as many hours that I have breaks between shows yeah. and it's worrying because obviously flyering is like the one of the most contact things mm-hmm. you can have because like it's not like even in retail you can kind of like pass your item over you know they check out your item you get your item back um, or even like at the restaurant I work at like you can show someone to their table without having to touch them whereas like yeah. at the fringe you are hanging off of like the barricades you are like going <laughs> in front of people on the street and like do you want a flyer like you're like trying to be like pally with people and you're directly going to be touching them from like handing people flyers yeah topic of the day zoos um it's like i think that there are some zoos that do really good conservation work and really good breeding work and there are some zoos that do fantastic and give fantastic care to their animals yeah. um so there, there it's not like a kind of one evil uh i think that there's all, I think, the whole concept yeah. because people make money from it and because it's a business it's a bit fucked but i also think that there's a lot of animals that wouldn't be in existence right now if it wasn't from the breeding that zoos do mm-hmm. true so it's very complicated i don't really feel kind of one way or another yeah I agree with you. What do you feel, Heather? I agree as well. I think that if it's done, um, like, therapeutically, like, and organically in the respect that they treat that, like, I know a lot of zoos that take in, like, for example, endangered animals, and then they breed mm-hmm. them safely and nicely, and then, you know, it's... it's <laughs> they make sure they're married. They, they, they really set the mood, <laughs> nice blankets, take them out for dinner first, um... <laughs> It's, right, it's yeah. really loving, um, but I think I think that when it's done like that, when it's like trying to stop an endangered species from like yeah. becoming in like like ceasing to exist, um, then they are good. But the bad zoos, we don't like the bad zoos. But that's the same with any. Yeah. Have you heard of? Um, have either of you seen Tiger King? I, w- I was gonna bring up Tiger King, and I was gonna say, you know, Carol Baskin's version of a zoo let's say or an animal park was called a sanctuary and she was talking about preserving these animals and then yeah so then joe exotics was a park like for entertainment and he sold he sold pictures with the things but then also carol baskin charged entry didn't she and she had all her volunteers for free and she had a shop i mean i mean okay there's like differences in terms of like i think it's a very kind of nuanced conversation that needs to be had around zoos yeah like um yeah people like joe exotic was obviously just profiting off of like captivity of animals and he was breeding them for it like it wasn't like he'd adopted these animals and then let them die out like he he adopted them and then forcibly bred them so yeah. that he would have more income yeah which i'm i'm not saying but then like also there's more what was the thing they said in tiger king like there's more captive tigers in america than there are free ones in the wild yeah so like there is a kind of situation of like are they going to go extinct but they shouldn't 
be kept alive from businesses like Joke Celtics. Yeah. But at least with Carol Baskin, although she did kill her husband. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Um, Killed her husband. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh. Whacked him. Whacked him. <laughs> Fed him to the Tagus, they snack in. I knew you were going to say that. I just, I knew sorry. it, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give you the set oh, oh, So the fall isn't as bad. Sorry. But, yeah, I'd just like to say, one time I went to a zoo, it was, I can't remember where it was, I went with my mum and um, my friend Catherine, her mum and her sister, and there was this orangutan, right? Okay, I love animals, first of all, so seeing animals is mint. So I saw this orangutan at the top of its cage, and I'm seeing, like, in the cage, like, it had, like, like hair and stuff, and it was just, like, monkeying around. <laughs> it should shake. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was telling my dad about this story, I went, and I took a picture of it, and this monkey took, um, like, some hair and put it on its head, like a wig, and I said, it put it on its head like hair. And my dad said, um, did it look natural? And I said, no, because it was it was blonde hair and the monkey was ginger. But he meant, did it look natural like, um, like a natural, not a taut thing. <laughs> <laughs> of what the monkey had done and I was John like, is out here being super fucking concerned about like, he was like did it look natural rights. like then put it on I was like no actually it was the wrong shade um, for the monkey because it was the wrong colour hair stupid orangutan like, I was like but I honestly thought he was asking did it look natural the hair colour that the monkey had put on its head rather than did it look natural the, ac- the action like <laughs> Has the orangutan not heard of toner? Excuse me, God. <laughs> Let's get to know you. So about Heather, mm. I've written down, written a book. Dad has a book. Sings at care homes. <laughs> events management. Met at Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, and then I also I also wrote talk about Secret Santa. And then for Hannah, I wrote handball. English Edinburgh is a twin dyed hair and chorus line <laughs> that's all I can think about you both and um, I, don't, I don't know whether you want to talk about any of this those are our defining personalities yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's just it what were Heather's that's again? It. Heather's were written a book dad has a book sings at care homes events management um, talk about secret Santa um, I think the book ones are quite interesting. I'll talk about my dad's book. So yesterday, and mm. your book. Yesterday, my dad officially published <laughs> a book, and it is called Yay, "The Disappearing amazing. Scotsman," um, and it follows a Scotsman who disappears. <laughs> is it fictional? It is. It follows the life of a rock Ooh. star who. Um, joins the RAF. No, it's a, it follows a guy who joins the RAF and then leaves it to become a rock star, and it's very good. Because uh, your dad was in the RAF. Your dad's yeah. life. Hmm? Sorry, you go, Hannah. No, I, I, all I was saying is that uh, your dad was in the RAF, right? Yeah. So my dad was in the RAF, but he did yeah. not leave to become a rock star. Just to. I was gonna say, is it not about uh, him? It's it's not. It's very close to 
his life but I don't know if I should say that because there's a lot of drug use in the book um, I'm literally <laughs> I'm only on chapter four um because I only got access to it yesterday and so far there's been literal instructions on <laughs> various drug uses uh and at least once a chapter wow. so it's really painting my dad in an interesting light but yeah go to oh go God. to forceforward.co.uk and then buy a copy because it's great and I love my dad. Link below. Yeah, that's our sponsor for today. I I can put a link in <laughs> for people to find his book if you want. That'd be cute. Because it sounds so interesting. I saw it on his Instagram. Yeah, I didn't know that he put it on Instagram, but then a lot of people were saying that they watched it, and then Joe Gill liked it as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> Joe Gill, what a queen yes, indeed. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's my personality <laughs> apparently. Do you want to talk about you you singing at a care home? Um, because that is the cutest thing I've ever, that is, ever that is. seen. It was, it was quite in cute. my life. Um, I basically there's a care home like literally behind my house. It's about a two minute walk, and they were looking for something to cheer up the residents because obviously they've all been quarantined together and their days are a bit repetitive and it's a bit gloomy just being stuck inside all the time. So on what was like the hottest day here uh, a couple of weeks back they got me over and I took my little guitar and my little microphone and I went and I sang for them and they Aww. enjoyed it and they it was so cute because they like they sang along and and they they were like dancing on the decking Aww. and stuff and they like a lot of the, the people that worked at the care home would like bring out some of the residents that were like less mobile and like on like wheeled them out on wheelchairs and stuff so they could sit and listen and stuff so it was very cute that's so nice. I think so you win the award for the best spent time in lockdown. That's true. Because not a, a, not only has Heather sung at a care home, Heather also single-handedly made a murder mystery <laughs> extravaganza <laughs> it was called insane. Who Killed Heather Richardson. So basically, Heather... Heather do you want to describe it? Because you'll describe it so much better than me. <laughs> um, I basically made an event on Facebook, which uh, was letting everyone know the time of my death. And when it occurred, there was a video released into the Facebook, which explained how the game would work, which was a, a variety of different routes and different things that people needed to do. And it led them to other YouTube videos, Instagram accounts, puzzles galore. And it took everyone roughly an hour to complete. And uh, and then I would call them after they'd won and be like, well done, you won 10 points to you. And a lot of people said that they were just expecting like a like a picture or something. They had to figure out a clue from you, the picture. You massively downplayed that. <laughs> it was it was a theatrical experience. <laughs> Heather had dressed up as like is it the seven it deadly was sins? Seven deadly yeah. sins. And it was one of these seven deadly sins that had killed Heather. And I think the first thing it was a you had to watch this video where the, where Heather explained and she played all the different characters and it's introduced you to them. And then also there were different numbers in the video and you had to put all these numbers <laughs> together to get a phone number to text this number and get the first clue. Thank God I had Heather's phone number and she used her Literally, own phone number in yes. this video because I had written down the most random number in the world. Like, and what... <coughs> When I started typing it in, I was like, this must be Heather's number. I'm just going to text Heather. I could have texted anybody and been like, 
sorry, you've been murdered. Please, can I have the first clue? Because <laughs> that's what Richard like, did, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't did. Yeah, like, so that's what Richard did. Random number. <laughs> I pity them. <laughs> but it was amazing. It's going on my show. It was so good. And it, like... <laughs> it, yeah. It, Honestly, it Heather, it was so funeral. good. Like, it was seamless. Like, everything worked so well. And it was, like, the production value was so... It wasn't... Because I was expecting, like... Yeah. Just, I, I, I hadn't seen you do anything before, so I didn't know kind of what kind of standard I expected. Like, I knew it was you. So I knew it would be, like, pretty, like, you know, like, high standard. But it was beyond any <laughs> expectation I had. Thank you. know, you. like, it was, like, like the, the editing and the pacing and the script and, like, how everything was, like, fit together... Like it was so mm. smart. It was so good because there was like you. so many different links to <laughs> click and everything. It was so all so of the good. iMovies and, and video stars I made as a child can... really really paid off in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but then also your degree, well, yeah, that as well. You yeah. can tell what you do, like, it and was it then and then the and entire me, event me... then helped me secure uh, a dream job, which <laughs> so that's amazing. Did... Did you put that on your CV? No, I no, I had to pitch an event that I would organise for the residents, and so I was like, oh, I would do a murder mystery, and because I only had five minutes to pitch this event, I said, um, I was like, I didn't want to go into the ins and outs of like a plot and characters, etc., but I wanted to prove that I could do it, so I put in pictures. I put the the picture of who killed Heather Richardson, and then I put in a picture of me dressed as every single character, and uh, and I was like, proof I did oh it, and then gosh. I put reviews in. Um, that I'd collected from people, and uh, and so they liked that. So it got me a job. Honestly, that would be amazing. <laughs> so like, can you like see if you were to organise that for like QMU residents? Like, get you get you a ticket. <laughs> literally, like it's it I was come. so like you did that on like just by yourself. So imagine like if you have like a, a, a bit of a budget behind you as yeah. well and a team yeah. and people to help you work. And with you it. and you did it like it it could be digital as well, but where people had to go places like a scavenger yeah, exactly. hunt. That would be so mm-hmm. cool. That was fun. <laughs> right, was so, so that's good. Heather. Um, and I think we'll go on to Hannah now. And I'd like you to talk about your handball. <laughs> oh, would you? <laughs> past. <laughs> because I didn't know this until about a year into knowing Hannah, <laughs> I'd say. We were lying in bed <laughs> after a, a steamy night, night of passion. Yeah. And... Um, and um, I would we were talking we were talking about being to Iceland and I was like oh yeah I've been to Iceland twice and you were like oh I've been twice as well or something mm-hmm. yeah I've been twice yeah and you were like oh yeah wh- why did you go and I was like oh I went to school and then I went with a friend and I was like why did you go and you said <laughs> I was there with the, the Scottish shamble team <laughs> no you were on team GB no, for team, handball team GB I, I was on team GB to go to Lithuania um, and that was also the time where I I went through my entire life my entire Scottish life not knowing the national anthem of the UK I just thought it was Flower of Scotland although in hindsight that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> it's very anti-English so what is the thing of the UK? God save the Queen is that not just the English one? No, that's the UK. It's Britain. Is there an English one? Um, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I honestly, I wouldn't know yours, so I wouldn't. Flower of Scotland you know mine. is like the unof- I don't know if it's the official or unofficial kind of Scottish anthem, but like that's all that I sang in school. So then at the Lithuanian like 
because we were in Lithuania to play as Team GB and like we were it was like very kind of nerve-wracking you know like like you're playing against all these other countries and before each game we had to go out and sing the national anthem that's like you know how you do in sports games where like mm-hmm. when, yeah when you get did to, you like, have to hold a child's hand no <laughs> they wouldn't let her they wouldn't let her do it you could have brought Heather with they wouldn't let her they looked at you and they ran you through the police system they were like no. Can we just leave this team out of this uh, <laughs> procedure? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else had children. I was the only one that didn't have a child. <laughs> um, the... You were to hold an adult's hand. <laughs> I was the child. Um, I No, we went out and we had to sing the national anthem every time. And I remember just before we went on for our first game, this was like our, like, this was our first, like, um, our first cap for GB. Because we hadn't played as GB before. Like, we'd all played, like, as England for the English girls or Scotland for us. Um, but for the GB girls, this is our first time representing like the entire country, and our coach was like, "So use like you all know the national anthem, because obviously we were focusing on training beforehand, and we were like, yeah, yeah, of course." And then they're like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "What is it?" And I was like, "Flower Scotland." <laughs> or then I, because I was convinced it was either that or I vowed to be my country, because it's a vastly superior song. And then we get out onto. I don't think the- I know that one. It's um oh it's such it's such a good song it's like a I vow to thee my country oh da, 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 oh da, yeah da. I do know that yeah it was on the crown <laughs> it was it was um, <laughs> but we walked out onto the pitch and we were in this stadium and we were like oh fuck and this was like our debut it was being filmed we were like oh fuck this is really nerve wracking and we get out and oh they start God. to play it and I'm like. God save our gracious queen. See, you do know that, don't you? I don't know the words. Yeah, we had to do the whole thing though, and I was like, I have no idea what these words are. There so, is a thing. There is a verse about killing Scottish people. We only did one sure. verse. I hope. Okay, that's good. Because like, I think it's the third verse. It's like because, but I'm pretty sure like the flower of Scotland is like kill the English. I mean, that stood against him. Yeah, dead birds army. And sent him. That's like word. fuck the English. Thing. Yeah. Again. So like, I always sing homework. Love that. Of homework. That's my. We sent homework. King Edward homework. <laughs> homework again. on colonization. <laughs> he needs to be learned. The English okay. don't learn. Well, you've just like I, Hannah was on Team GB for handball. Like I'm just saying that again. Like that is so. Not cool. a lot of people can like, say that. I'd, you know, <laughs> not a lot of people can say it. Like oh, I represented Great Britain at a sport. It was really cool. It was. It was really fun. I was a goalie. It was really cool. If anybody who it's just a goalie. Ham- handball's like a like a don't, don't play it. No, but it is. It's a minority sport, and not many people play it. So like when I got into like like Scotland was like cool like that's like really fun like i played more for scotland than i did for gb because i the gb that i was in was under i think it was under 18s um i think or under 17s can't remember um so like that was like i played for scotland more than i did for gb because mm-hmm. i quit gb after yeah i just like when i went to uni i was like i can't really when keep the fame this up, was because <laughs> <laughs> well because it got to it got to a point where it was kind of like you stay in because I can't drive because I'm stupid um (laughs) it was either like you can commit to GB and commit to these things or commit to handball and you know 
go to Glasgow but yeah. also travel down for trials and stuff or you know and I just I, I couldn't I couldn't really do that like yeah, I, that's I love lot. handball I think I think it's a great yeah. sport it's fucking fantastic everybody that I know that still does it are fucking incredible it's just like not necessarily what I wanted at the time yeah but I'd love to get back into it thank you so much for speaking to me on this this is the only time we ever talk to Lucy we don't, we don't conversate I no outside of like, she's paying us very good money <laughs> <laughs> I wish I really do wish and um, thanks thanks for agreeing to speak to me and I think you're really interesting people and I'm not very good at complimenting people because I remember the last time I tried to be really sincere and compliment someone it was Hannah McGregor just before she went on as Bonnie on Bonnie and Clyde and I said I think I was trying to say sensational but I sat her down I was trying to be really um nice and I said you are <laughs> insatiable <laughs> and I said this with a straight face and I was I was like going for it and Hannah stopped me and was like what <laughs> like who I said you're insatiable and now and then Hannah explained to me that it means like oh, always hungry Does it? it means like never satisfied yeah, yeah never satisfied <laughs> So I was like, you are never satisfied, ever. <laughs> anyway, um, and I compliment Heather all the time because me and Heather are really nice to yeah, each other. So this lot, isn't new. We love each other a lot. <laughs> Do you guys like um, me? Uh, carry on, obviously. Um. Um, yeah, so let's just carry on. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to end on... Um, I'm just going to end on a quote. And this quote, I don't know, I really like this quote. Quote. Um, I think I heard RuPaul say it and most of my quotes on this podcast are going to be from RuPaul I'm just going to say but um, I don't know whether he made it up or anything but um, it is you can be the ripest juiciest peach in the world and there will still be somebody who doesn't like peaches that was very insightful right doesn't doesn't mean anything right now but when you are feeling down in the dumps like you are nothing special and we all feel like that one day if you just think i am the ripest juiciest peach in the world and obviously these people around me just don't like peaches babe they don't like peaches but i am peachy as fuck <laughs> do, do you guys Perfect. <laughs> do you guys have any um quotes you'd like to share if not that's fine and we'll wrap up if one of you says lift love love Live. i swear to god my quote is honey what that clyde and barney rhymes with honey like my mama says it she's having tea and 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 Honey, honey. <laughs> She's having biscuits and honey. Biscuits. Please oh cut that. I don't God. want that to be it. Mine is live, laugh, love. Thank you, mum. Okay, Hannah. <laughs> Mine is um. My quote is, "You're insatiable." <laughs> okay. Now you have okay. to include that. <laughs> That's enough. Um. 
thanks, thanks guys for us, thank Lizzie. you so much thank you for having us it was lovely thanks for being on more sheep than people that concept went out the window really, really fast. I was gonna be, I was like, I'm gonna intersperse it with facts. And I just like, I don't know. But I feel like everything I say is a fact. So bye everyone, bye. Thank you for listening to More Sheep Than People. I hope you enjoyed. See you next time.